want is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin-wagging. And we are back a little bit late. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I, I, I did that one short. I, I, ooh, I know. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to save up for the series finale. Okay, and at good. which point I will go a minimum of four hours. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are back. Um, this is uh, welcome to bootlegging a Boardwalk Empire podcast. Uh, this is your host, Colton. And this is Chris. And we are here to talk about the, oh my God, what is this? The 10th, 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 We are, dude, dude, there's only two more left. I know. Crazy. Ooh, we are getting into it. <laughs> and uh, and if, I, if I do say, there is a lot that happens in this episode. Yes. Mind-blowing, yeah, if you will. Some twists. Oh. Explosive, oh, if you will. <laughs> oh, we're getting <laughs> cash raises everywhere up in here. <laughs> um, so... Any cleaning house stuff that anything new going on? Mm. Shout outs. Um, not not really on my end. Not a whole lot going on. Really? Um, Nothing in the last week that was fun that happened with you? You want to talk about um, Like do a shout out to a friend? You know, like. I just. Um, nothing? No. Nah. <laughs> Never fucking inviting you over to use that pool again. <laughs> no, I'm just tooting my own horn. <laughs> yeah, we had a pool pool party last weekend, which I actually feel kind of bad because um, you know we were all there with Megan, and I didn't mention her birthday once. <laughs> okay, you have screwed her over on her birthday so many times. I know <laughs> you got married on her birthday, which, by the way, I got my my Facebook notification ten years ago. Uh, I, I wrote down that I'd been up for twelve hours because I just started working at the prison. I was like twelve hours oh, heading to Comos for the wedding. Yeah. So happy! Ten, it's ten years, right? Happy ten year anniversary. Yep, ten years. Nice. Tomorrow. Tenor- yeah. Oh, it is. To- I wasn't sure if it was tomorrow or the next day. No, yeah, yeah, because Megan is today, and our anniversary is the next day. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I actually forgot to. I feel kind of bad, but um, well, if Megan is listening to the podcast, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is her birthday today. So everybody, do a shout out! Happy birthday to Megan! Yeah, happy birthday, to Megan. <laughs> <laughs> um. Trying to think anything I have. I was going to, there was something I was wanting to mention and I cannot remember now that I had done something or seen something. And I was like, well, this is kind of cool, but now I don't remember. So it must not have been that cool. It sounds cool. Uh, Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did get a new beer. I was just talking to you about it. The grand, the grand crew uh, from St. Arnold's. It is three bourbon barrel aged beers blended into one beer. So jealous. Then aged in a bourbon barrel. So it is, uh, It is it is intense if I could say so much. And you know what? Did, did, screw you, man, cuz yeah. uh, you yeah. you guys always give yeah. me shit for mm. for drinking thick ass beers um. during the summer during any mm. time because I I love stouts. Mm. I love bourbon stouts at that. So anything that is is aged in bourbon, shut up. Mm. <laughs> He's mm. over here drinking in my face. 
<laughs> it's been 102 degrees out, and all I could think about was drinking this thick stout. <laughs> That's yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> My wife is in the kitchen staring at me right now, giving me this horrible look because she wants a stout. <laughs> uh so, um, yeah, that's all that I really have. I don't have anything too new coming on. Um, so uh, with that, I guess we can go ahead and get into the episode. Uh, cool. Now, <clears throat> did you get anything from uh, – so just so we know, the title of the episode is A Man, A Plank – I'm sorry. I'm, ooh, I got that uh, Grand Crew coming up. <laughs> a Man, A Plan. Now, did you get anything uh. with that title and how it links to the episode? No. The only thing that I thought about was from the office when <laughs> Michael is trying to talk his way out of an awkward situation and he says, a man, a plan, Pam. <laughs> and they're like, that's not how that saying goes. That's all I knew going into it. All I could keep thinking was when they kept saying Panama, I was like, Panama, which shows where my mind automatically starts going to. Um, David Lee Roth, always. (laughs) Now, I didn't, okay, what I found, this is one of those things that I'm not taking credit for this. I read it online. And I, it makes sense with what they're saying. And I actually was like, I kind of see where they're coming. So, you know, the the saying is a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. Okay. Panama. Mm-hmm. And what is the, what is that? It, it's called where it's palindrome, a palindrome. Okay. So it's the same backwards as it is forward. Right. Um, so what on a site I was on, they had stated that the reasoning it is called this is because everybody's plan goes backwards. Nobody's plan goes forward. Everybody's plan oh, okay. in this it ends up going backwards. Essentially, nobody's succeeding. Their base. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Which to me, I don't really. Now that you bring that, I get that, but I'm also kind of like, well, no, because then to me, if you're stating that, you would be backwards and forward. You would be right where you started. None of these people are right where they started, though. Yeah. Right. So M- minor setbacks. But yeah, absolutely minor set. I mean, there's some there's some bigger setbacks in the episode, but well, there's some really big. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing is derailing any plans so mm-hmm. right but so that was what i had read which it makes sense i'm like okay i kind of get that i i just i i don't know it's it's kind of a weird explanation i still feel like hmm. um now little trivia fact okay um spoiler alert we're going to be talking about this here in the next half but i wanted to go and talk about it now spoiler alert daredevil dies Yes. Okay. Now, <laughs> when this was first filmed, okay, um, they actually were going to film his death scene. Okay. Oh, really? And they had some problems with the lighting on set and something to do with the humidity in the room. It was causing the plaster on the walls on the sets to fall. And so huh. they were having a problem getting everything set up, and they were like, we're not going to have time to film it. And so at one point, um, Terrence Winter was like, you know what? Let's just film. Let's not film his death scene. Let's see how it looks without seeing it and see if it, if it, if it feels okay. And they went with that because you get a more powerful impact. It was definitely a big surprise. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I really like. I was talking to a guy on Reddit about this. 
Um, he had said something. He may know somebody. He could never give me a full answer. So I think the guy on Reddit's full of shit. If you're listening to my uh, podcast, uh, I think you're full of shit. Um, because he would never give me an exact answer to something. So I was just like, okay. But I had read that there, and then I've read it since then on some other forums. So I think it is a well-known, like not a secret necessarily, but it's out there that this is kind of how this went about. So it's okay. kind of an interesting huh. little nugget of information yeah, on how how you know like certain things happen in movies that it wasn't planned that way, but it's ultimately better that it went a, another way. Yes, yeah, exactly. I kind of wish uh, more movies would do that nowadays, because now it's nothing but fucking reshoots. It's like, why don't you just stick with what you had in mind in the first place? Like, why you got to do reshoots? Movies almost always suck if they have to do reshoots. Are you going to tell me that Sonic the Hedgehog was going to be better without the reshoots? Uh, (laughs) To be fair, it was going to suck either uh, way. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That I no, I agree. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just fucking with you. I agree. Uh, I feel like that's still like I I, I don't believe that's that wasn't a fever dream. <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure I was just sick, and I, I dreamed that something like that was happening. And this is this is part. It just flashed back, and this is part of it. I was a part of that fever dream though, because I, I have a horrible I have a horrible fever right now. <laughs> no, I agree with you because I know that. Um... They did some reshoots for what was um the haunt the solo movie. They completed yes. it and then they did reshoots because they decided it was too dark and right. so they wanted to make it a little more lively. And when you watch it, it feels very rushed. Like yeah. it's something about it doesn't That's like almost all of them. It's it's like they try to cram something else into the movie and then it it just feels like it feels like you guys did reshoots and just fucking patched everything together. Yeah. Like, that's how every every movie that they do that with, like, all the DC movies do that, which is why they suck. <laughs> hey, no, I'm not. Hey, we've had that argument. I will I will never disagree with you. On, I, I love DC. Their movies are yep. garbage. I'll, I yep. agree 100%. So, yep. It's me too. I I have a tattoo of Batman on me. Right. I, I love DC. I love their characters. D- DC, if you're listening, I'm sure that I'm sure you are. <laughs> Your movies suck. <laughs> Just make it for what it is. Like, I, oh, oh, okay, yeah. we're, we're ten minutes in. We get it. Got We got to get into the episode. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> we said we were going to start talking about the episode. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that little tidbit. Tidbit. It. Inter- it kind of interesting. You know, uh, uh, what yeah. was happening. Um. So uh, we have the episode broken down. So the first half of it, uh, we're. I would like to. We're just going to go ahead and talk about. Um. Rich, um Jip uh, storyline, and um, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. Okay, we're going to talk about Jip's storyline. We're going to talk about um, Richard's storyline, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get into uh, Nucky's, if I remember right. Or did you want to have Jip at the we end? Could do, yeah, we could do Jip and Margaret at the end in, in the last half. Oh, you think is it? Yeah, you think that would weigh it back? No, no, I think that too much in the back end. No, I think that'll work out good. So we can go ahead okay. and talk about Nucky. And um, Nucky storyline, um, Agent Michael Shannon, and right. um, Richard. I think that's a good little balance of some stuff right there. Okay, so cool. um, I want to start with kind of the most light of the storylines, and it's my favorite line of the – we're going to start with Richard because he has my fa- right. favorite line of the entire episode. Okay, <laughs> 
Well, he actually has two of my favorite lines, but it, then my favorite line of the entire episode, it's the first line basically spoken by a major character in this episode. Him and Julia are at a beach, and right. they maybe see a sea serpent. <laughs> Did you get what he yeah. said? <laughs> I lost it when he says that, and they're like, why is everybody freaking out? Maybe it's a sea serpent. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was dying. Because like, he's like, he says it so And I can't tell if he's trying to make a joke. If he's trying to make a joke. Or if he yeah. like, legitimately, like, his main concern is there's probably a sea serpent out there. There are fucking serpents in this water. <laughs> so, him, Julia, and uh, Tommy, they're, um, they, 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 they have some time at the beach. Basically, you were seeing that him and Julia are growing. They're, um, yes. they're, I wouldn't say at this point right this second, but, and we'll talk about their story here in a second, but up to this point where they're at the beach right now, they're not like a, a couple, but I feel like they're more than no, just yeah. friends. Uh, yes. they're, I mean, they're hanging out together with Tommy at the beach. Right. And he even, like, he's, when the episode opens, he's walking back with uh, ice cream, uh, walking back to where they're sitting on the beach, and he even, like, stops and kind of, Looks at the scene where he's got, you know, Tommy sitting there on a, a beach towel with uh, Julia. And, you know, the, it's basically a picture that he puts in his book. <laughs> the, you know, his, no, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. Uh, so, you know, he, I, I guess this is kind of a I'm trying to lead up to Richard's getting, you know, what he wants. Finally, he's 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 getting his uh, ideal little family relationship there. Okay. I agree. Like, this is exactly what he's going for. And it's, in a way, it's almost like it's too good to be true. And, right. And I right. feel like they even film it kind of that way because, like, when they're filming it right here. So one of the things, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I some of this stuff I try to look too much into it. You know, especially for a podcast where you're trying to, like, just gather as much info as you can to, you know, throw something to talk about. Um, right. One of the things I noticed is when they're talking at this point, we're seeing his face and it's his real face. Like you don't really see yes. his mask. And then later on when they're back on the beach, you only see his mask. Yes. And yeah, I noticed that. Too. Okay. So I'm not the only one that was picking that no, up. No. Okay. Yeah, okay. I noticed that too. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. Like, like right now it's like, it's too good to be true. Essentially he's, he's no longer a deformed person. He's a, he's a, and I'm putting quotations because I don't I don't believe this. You know, he's not a half a man, you know, because that's kind of what he right. thinks of himself. Right. Right. And uh, so they're having this great moment, you know, and they go back to her house. Um, they're having lunch or something like that over at the house. And yeah. Julia's dad is I guess he's drunk again. But we the best drunk we've ever seen because we still don't know it that he actually drinks. So yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he's upset that Richard's dude, dude just stays drunk. Apparently, <laughs> like hats off to you, man. Because <laughs> the end of some of our podcasts, you can tell we are. So yeah, right. Uh, you can you don't even see our faces, but <laughs> um, so he's over there. The guy's really upset that the guy that, that Richard's over there, which I didn't really understand why he was upset about it necessarily because I was like at the dinner, I was like, Richard, like, yeah, he, he threatened to kill him. But I was like, right. but at the same time, I was like, the guy should know you're being an asshole. You grabbed a kid, you know, like, right. I think that it's more of just a, you know, I, I'm the elder. I'm, I'm the one that knows best. Oh, you're just some, 
a, another doughboy coming here to try to whisk away my daughter and I, I ain't having it since, you know, that her dad already has a history with, uh, you know, losing his, his son, her brother, uh, to war. He, he was a fighter. Um, he obviously has some, some disdain now for the armed services and people in the services, right? even at the bar at the, at the, uh, you know, old school VA, the, the Legion, he, um, he was picking fights with everyone. It's like he's just he just is not despite himself being a veteran, he is not a fan of, you know, people in the armed forces. It doesn't seem like. Yeah, no, he holds a huge grudge. You can tell on that's yeah, like that, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you can yeah, you can tell. And so yeah, he's he's not happy that his daughter is uh interested in in yet another uh, you know, veteran. So Right. So then they have their big fight, and we get the, I, my next favorite one out of this episode, which is where him and uh, Richard and him are fighting, and um, he pulls off his mask and basically because he calls him a freak show, yeah. calls him a freak show or something like that. Yeah, and he says, uh, "Would you pay a nickel to see this or some yeah. or a quarter yeah. or something like that?" I just remember when I saw this, like, God damn, this dude's badass. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, yeah. like, this is essentially, this, not even, it, it, it's essentially, it is. Richard is is the face of death. Like, like, he's he has killed people. He has been death from a distance that's reached out with a bullet and taking countless lives. We can see that yeah. he know he knows how to kill. Richard doesn't, does not care to kill. I don't think he likes to kill, but he doesn't have a problem killing. Right. And. Right. You know, this face is in he's essentially murdering this guy because he's choking him out choking him <laughs> out like crazy <laughs> so i just cannot imagine that and i and obviously julia's upset about it but i don't feel that right. she even is up that upset like i don't no, think she I li- mean, she's <sighs> you know shocked at the whole situation i'm sure but you know he was doing it uh, he even tells um he even tells her dad like no you need to apologize to her uh, for the shit you were just saying, right? You know? So, um, I, I think Julia probably understands that it came from, you know, a good place. But I also feel like, I mean, she's already dealt with a veteran, right? Who gets into fights all the time. I'm sure that she's not really looking for, you know, a partner who does, you know, who gets into it. Right. No, I agree because I. I, you can tell that she she obviously doesn't like seeing this happen, and right. I think that this is and this is where at 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 the end of the their story when they're on the beach they go to um, actually kiss kiss versus like before where it was on the mask like they're actually yeah. it looks like they're having a real kiss but it's his mask facing the camera now so we're not seeing yeah. who he really is I feel like his life is turning back into the Richard that we 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 know. It, uh, that we've come to know where it's, his right. life obviously isn't perfect. I kind of, um, I, and this is, this might be completely off, but I, I kind of feel like um, it's whenever it shows him getting more intimate with either her or with his situation or, you know, with the family situation, that's when it shows him with the mask side. So I wonder if they're trying to go for like, uh, he just, is whenever he gets into these more intimate situations, he's still has his guard up. Like oh. still his mask. He's still he's still hiding himself. Okay. Situations. Um 
because you're right, even, you know, uh, in, in the first scene, whenever he's walking back with the ice cream, it is showing his face, but then he sits down with him and it's his mask right then. Like it, it switches to just showing his mask and the same oh, that's here interesting. In, in the kissing scene. It's just his mask. So I feel like it's, it's kind of, you know, metaphor for his, uh, keeping his guard up. He, he's, he's, he's scared of getting into these kind of situations himself because he's never, he's never been there. He's, right. He's dreamed of it, but never actually been in the, been in that situation. So that's interesting. Um, I did. I hadn't noticed it that way, or I hadn't interpreted it that way. That's that's an inter. I and I definitely see where you're coming from on that. That's interesting. I like that. Um, I'm gonna have to kind of. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna keep now. Like as I watch like the next like couple episodes for the season, I'm gonna kind of notice like if that stays with it, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that's a really interesting observation. I like that. Um. Now. Did you have really anything else on his story? I mean, we've basically covered it. No, yeah, that's that, that's pretty much all we have for Richard. I mean, him and uh, Julian end up, you know, uh, falling asleep together under the boardwalk, and that's, right. that's about where we leave off. Now, I, I, I was meaning to bring this up when I had Victor on a couple episodes ago, and I forgot to bring it up. But now that you're on, I can bring it up to you because I, I don't remember if we see Julia's dad anymore. I'm sure we do. I just can't remember. Mm. But I wanted to make a comment about him. Does he not look like a Mickey Doyle in 20 years? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like, I really feel like he, he could play Mickey Doyle's dad. And I'd be like, hey, man, they're probably really related. Like, That's funny. <laughs> like, I kept meaning to bring it up and I kept forgetting. But every time I watch any of these on screen, I'm always like, oh, that's Mickey. Oh, it's not Mickey Doyle. <laughs> right. It's something they, they have the like... same kind of face and. They don't have this because you say you don't remember. It's gonna like that's gonna be what happens. Like, oh hey dad. Oh yeah, no, I just <laughs> I didn't die in the war. Totally ruined something. <laughs> he's, he's Billy or whatever the kid's name is. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, from there, we'll go ahead and talk about the next kind of light story uh, of this first half. We'll talk about um, Agent Michael Shannon's um, yeah. part, which. You know, we were not able to release. We're releasing the episode a day late. We're very sorry. But th for the reward, I was able to show Agent Michael Shannon on our Facebook wearing a, um, what was it? A bunny habit. A it was hat. a bunny habit. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I died when I saw that photo. I was like, I have to. This is great. <laughs> he looks so happy to be wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really feel like that is definitely Agent Michael Shannon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so he is... Um, Selling his wife's, which I actually looked up and I I forgot to write it down. The name of the uh, liquor that they're selling, it is called Aquakin, I believe is the name of it. And she she's Swedish or Nor Norwegian? Norwegian. Or? Okay, Norwegian uh, whiskey, I guess. Is what kind it is. of. It's. I think it's more like gin. Um. Oh, okay. I was reading how it's made. Um. I was really because I thought her. I heard her say she makes it with oranges or orange peel. Um, yes. And yeah. so maybe there's some in it, but so, uh, uh, I, and I, I could be pronouncing this incorrectly. I believe it's pronounced Aquakin, if I remember right. And it's, it's, it's a 40% liquor. So it's the same as bourbon, whiskey, oh, you know, okay. vodka. Um, yeah. it's made with, um, grains just like vodka is. Uh, but then it is also made with dill weed and, <laughs> um, another herb. I can't remember what it is. 
And so it made it when I was reading, I was like, this sounds more like it would be a uh, a gin type drink. Okay. Or maybe it wasn't dill weed. Maybe it was just dill. It may have been made with dill, not dill weed. It may have just been with regular dill. Sorry, I laughed at that. I don't know. The, the the, dill weed. That, that sounds really funny. <laughs> no, it's all right. Some some insight into my humor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you just got your new nickname on the show. All right, dill weed. <laughs> dill weed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, so it's I, it's it's made with like a couple herbs, and so I, that's why I've, I feel like it's more like a gin based drink, which I'm I'm never. Uh, well, okay, first of all, straight up gin, like like. Well, I already we uh, you've already talked about your history on gin on this episode, and have I? Yeah, I, I can't remember if I at a if jazz I bar and you were <laughs> gin is terrible. Don't drink gin. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I I I can't do it anymore. I had, I, Especially uh, not like if it's if it's spiced or oh like no, said, no 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 it's got herb flavors or anything like that. I don't like most drinks that have that kind of flavor. Oh, it, I don't hate them. I I just don't. You know, I'm not I'm not searching for you know an herby drink. <laughs> oh, see, I like a good like if I'm drinking gin, like a gin and tonic. Um, or even just if I buy gin and like, I'll do like a gin and soda or something like that. I want it to have like a medicinal taste. If it has, really? oh, if huh. it has that medicinal quality to it, I love it. I can just sit That's there. Weird. I could drink a good, a really good gin and tonic. Like I'm talking good quality tonic water, not Schleps or whatever it is. that's in the store, like a good quality yeah, tonic water. Yeah. Then. Oh, and if it's oh, especially if it's a tonic water and has elderberry in it, I will drink that. All. Elderberry's okay. I will drink yeah, that I, all day. Like, yeah, elderberry's good. But see, but, I can drink. Um, I can drink tonic water on my own, like just straight up like tonic water on like a yeah, thing of ice. Yeah. I can it's just the bubbliness of it. Yeah, it's a it's really good. I love it. I think it's so delicious. Um, but I like I like that. I don't know. It, it's a medicinal taste to it that I really like. It's just something really strange, but I I like. See, I don't it. even like. Barley wine, if it tastes too much like barley. <laughs> but see, I, I understand that. I actually get that. So, uh, so anyways, <laughs> now that we're on our tangent about gin for a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so he's selling this uh, uh, liquor. He's going to these uh, Norwegian restaurants, yes. which mm-hmm. I don't know what a Norwegian restaurant is. I've never been to a Norwegian restaurant. I, I assume they just sell I, um... fish. <laughs> yeah right. Like fish oh. and potatoes. I don't know what 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 do they what do they eat over there. What is that drink? What is that? It's from King of the Hill. I know it from. Oh meatballs, right? Well, the <laughs> Swedish meatballs. No, the, um, <laughs> the, the 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 fish where they like they pour like lye on it and they make it into a jelly. Almost yeah, dude. It's like rank. Oh, I cannot. Oh oh. I watched uh, the canned stuff. Yes. The canned fish. Oh, what is that called? Like Dor- Dorkmond or something like that? I don't know. I just remember it was like in an episode of King of the Hill because Bobby had never seen it before and he eats like he eats like just like a whole tray of it. And then he like I've seen I've seen um, like YouTube videos of people that like just opening the can. They're like vomiting from the smell. <laughs> And then they eat it, and then they just continue to vomit. Oh, God. Because it's it's like it's apparently a recipe that Vikings used to eat. Yeah, so they take fish. So it's like the most rancid. It's it's fermented fish. Yes, that's what it is. is. They they take fish, 
they ferment it by putting lye on top of it. So it also could t- potentially be toxic. But uh, that's just horrific. What's wrong with you guys? I, I, we're we're going to lose that country, too. Oh, no, we've Norway. already we've already lost Norway. Sweden. We've lost Norway. So it's OK. <laughs> um, so he's out. He's at this restaurant he's selling to him um, when he comes back. Uh, he sells it away. It's like four bottles for twenty dollars or something like that. Um, Sir Stroming. What? <laughs> Sir Stroming. Is that Sorry, what it's called? I had to look it up. I couldn't. Yeah, okay, I couldn't remember. Um, Just horrendous. <laughs> um, he's he. Uh, so he gets found out that he is uh, uh, this uh, Norwegian cafe apparently is being bought out by Capone, which. I would. I don't know. Yeah, it was that 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 part of it was a little weird to me because I was like, well, why didn't the guy just say from the beginning, like, hey, I can't buy any of this? Like, yeah, right. Well, I I feel like probably what happened was that he, you know, he tried this he tried this uh, home style uh, gin and liked it a lot, so he bought the four bottles and told him to come back whenever I've made some more money, I'll buy some more bottles, which I get. Um. I think what happened is that, like, probably right after he bought those bottles and Agent Michael Shannon left, Capone's guys came in and were like, all right, how much do you want now? And he was uh, and probably ordered lighter or something, and it escalated from there. They're like, what do, you, what do you mean only this? Well, why? And then they probably found those bottles, and he had to rat them out because, you know, you don't move in on don't move in on Capone's territory, that's for sure. That's definitely for sure. We find that out. <laughs> so, yeah, the guy rats him out to Capone. <laughs> yeah, and so we get to see Capone and um, Agent Michael Shannon meeting. This is their second time to meet. And is it? I I was trying to remember, like, have they met before? So remember when remember. Grand, uh, Grand Torino and uh, makes Capone and Banya have a meeting it was like three episodes. You weren't on the episode. Victor was on it, but they have the meeting at the oh, okay. at the meat district. And yes, yes, okay. And oh, Michael that's Shannon, right, he's that's right. And Michael iron. Shannon's got his case. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's the muscle. The muscle. <laughs> so they have their meeting, and I was. It, I really, I really like this scene. Them two together. One, both actors are amazing. Yes, like both yeah. actors are really good. And you putting these two characters together, they do a phenomenal job. Like, yeah. I actually am, like, I really like seeing them together. Like, I'm hoping we get more of them together, which I'm assuming yes, we will. Too. Because it is phenomenal to watch it. And, I mean, you just know that each one of them, uh, Capone actually showed a little bit of his, uh, his rage. But, you know, both of these characters can be cool for a little bit. But push either one the wrong way, and they get set off. Right. And they'll fucking go nuts on you. So that's why it, there was kind of some tension. I uh, Agent Michael Shannon was definitely putting on the, the weaker face. I guess he's got more to lose at this point. But right. it it was definitely tense, and you weren't 100% sure like how things were going to go during this meeting. So. That, and we still just don't, um, really just that history between uh, behind the two characters and them meeting and actually sitting down and having a conversation. It kind of added that tension to the whole situation, and that was that was nice. Yeah, it was real nice. Well, and that's the thing we we don't even know exactly how it's going to go because all we know is that Capone is asking him about Banya, and he basically tells him like, "So what is he like?" And then and right. it, 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 that's the last that we know of it. Yeah, you're going to tell me every detail of his operation, right? Yeah. 
And so, I mean, we can only assume what's going to happen because, I mean, to be and, – and I'm not – this isn't even a knock on um, Agent Michael Shannon. He doesn't have loyalty to anybody at this point. No. And he hasn't no. – he hasn't really earned it because he – Banya, he, he essentially saved Banya's life. Banya bought these, like, irons from him. And so, to me, that would make it fair. But now instead, Banya's now like, well, now you're also going to do this for me. Well, but he right. just saved your life. Right, you know, and then Capone—he has no loyalty to Capone, period, because he has no connection to Capone. No. So, um, yeah. I, I he can work for whoever, and I think he's earned it at this point. <laughs> I, I think, um, I think that he has loyalty to his family, which is yes, a bit odd because we just haven't really seen a ton of development of that family. I mean, we've seen a couple of things. You know, they get into some trouble because his wife sticks up for him. Um, but I mean, the whole situation seemed really rushed from the get go. And then, right. You know, they, they, he's taking care of, uh, um, Lucy's baby and then, oh yeah, they get married and then they have another kid. And then here we are (laughs) in Cicero. Like this is, I don't know. It just kind of seems really odd that we haven't gotten as much backstory as his loyalty would would uh, would maybe say, hey, there, there's more there that I don't know about yet. Right. His loyalty to his family is super strong, considering I don't know enough about that whole situation. I can agree. Yeah, I can agree. Um, and so, I mean, that's really all I have on him. Uh, that's I assume that's all with you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so uh, we can end up in this first half. We can go ahead and talk about uh, the the biggest story for this first half. Then is going to be uh, Nucky and Mean's story. Yeah, because their story is also connected, obviously, with uh, Ag Shooter McGavin. So right, right. Um, Nucky is uh, well. The biggest thing I have in my notes is uh, Nucky. The first, and that's the first thing that the entire episode essentially is Nucky is uh, the, the first moment we see Nucky. It's his first part of this episode. He's setting out a hit on uh, Maserati, and right. So that obviously is a big deal because this is a big player. You don't just put a hit out on Maserati and not expect right. fallback, right? So right. Um, he. Has Owen come in, and like I said, we're going to talk about Owen and stuff here in a little bit. Yeah, um, he tasked Owen with doing this, and this um, other agent, uh, a- a- Agent Michael Shannon's uh, old uh, min- old partner, p- yeah. partner, mentoree, or whatever you want to call him. Right. <clears throat> and <clears throat> so he's setting them up. They're going to so they're they're going to assassinate. Him at a uh, Turkish bathhouse, I think is what he says that he yes. frequents fairly regularly. Um, he also has set up a spy in Gyps Network with the captain that also hates Italians racially right. horribly. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this is the same captain that has been in the show since episode one, right? Uh, which is surprising. I. I it's kind of cool that he's still around. <laughs> um, well, yeah, he's, I mean, and, and yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. But uh, yeah, so he gets him to go and set up a deal with Jip to um, 
you know, start delivering. Oh, which um, we didn't mention it uh, when we were talking about Richard's story. They were on the beach uh, earlier. And this is the first instance where we actually see in the show the bottles washing up on shore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I completely forgot to mention that because when that started happening, I was like, oh, shit, it's actually happening in the show. Like the bottles are washing up on the shore from 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 uh, the sea. The sea. Um, so and that happened because uh, Jip's captain fucked up and lost like I think 12 crates. 12 crates or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of of liquor and uh, they just started washing up on the beach and so Jip is obviously looking for a new captain because this guy just pissed him off royally and um, so Nucky takes advantage I'm not sure how Nucky knows about that other than hearing that there's bottles of liquor you know washing up on shore but <laughs> I think I think that's all it is and I think he's just like hey I know that I know this guy enough I know he'll be w- wanting to look or at the bare minimum he'll be wanting to expand his empire anyways right and I mean it, it's a gamble either way I feel like but I think Ducky yeah. knows that it's the odds of it and I I don't think the captain says that he propositioned him but I can't remember for certain right I don't think so I don't think he ever said no, anything about being propositioned so. so um and so um, Nucky's getting the, that set up. Uh, now, then the other big stuff I have from him is the episode is essentially Nucky and AG Shooter um, are both talking with Means to get uh, uh, Jess. Jess is his name. So yes. Jess is Shooter McGavin's old Squirly. friend. Like they've yeah. been friends, I think, since high school or something. Yeah. And. He's, he's the one that like had the breakdown during the uh, Boy Scout meeting, right? <laughs> and so apparently Jess is just he's he he doesn't have the stomach for this or what whatever the situation no. is he doesn't know how to handle any of this, right? And um, now Nucky talks to Means about g- basically getting the guy to flip, and then but he's also wanting to kill the guy because if he kills him. That, uh, I'm trying to remember Nucky's rationality behind this. If he kills Jess, then that means that, uh, uh, what is his name? Um, Remus will then flip on AG right. Shooter, right? And then Shooter goes to means it's like, hey, I need you to kill this guy because he's going to rat on me anyways. Yeah. Yep. And so the, they're both out to take care of Jess. Uh, now. My and my notes even in on this is all honestly like Nucky. He's a bad guy because he's you know scheduling this. But how fucked up is Shooter that he's willing to sacrifice his friend for him? Well, and that's the thing is that it's it's really uh, Jimmy James that's kind of he's playing this to his advantage on both sides. Well, absolutely. Even, you know, uh, he when uh, when him and and Nucky are having their meeting about getting rid of a squirrely friend there. Um, He even says like, well, there's people that can do this and uh, I could, you know, he doesn't outright say like, I can take care of this for $40,000, but that's basically where they come to. And um, eventually Nucky agrees despite, you know, despite saying he could find somebody else to kill this person for way cheaper. Right. He finally agrees to Jimmy James. And then Jimmy James goes to shooter McGavin and talks him into making the same deal. 
So this dude just talked two people into paying him $40,000 each to get rid of this guy. Uh, so he's going to make $80,000 right. for knocking this dude over. And of he which, convinces Shooter to go along with it. And to be honest, of which he didn't even complete the deed. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't even have to get his hands dirty. They don't call him the the man. The, the What is it? <laughs> There's actually a... It's from the episode. They don't call him Jimmy James, Bullman, Great Fighter, friend. It's for nothing. <laughs> God, I need to watch that series again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, he. I, I agree. Like it's he's, but that's what means is doing. That is, we have found from the beginning, means doesn't have a loyalty to anybody. No. Like and I and I and at least Nucky understands that. I don't think that Shooter understands that about him. Shooter thinks that no, Means no, is his so friend, either. and yeah. Nucky knows. Nah, Means will turn on me in a heartbeat. Yeah, but Means is also intelligent enough to not get caught. No, yeah. I mean, he's he's he basically worked out this entire deal with talking. That's <laughs> he what he does. His way into and out of this deal, <laughs> which I like. When he, so well, and uh, and I will get into this. We can do it right now. So yeah. he goes to uh, do this assassination, and the guy's not there. He's in the bathroom, and right. he comes out. And Jess has a pistol. Means has right. one, but Means is at the disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And I like he even says he's like, you may be asking yourself why I have this pistol in my yeah. hand <laughs> unsheathed as it is. <laughs> like the way that he talks is just so he good. It's so funny. It's just so like Southern, like, like my, 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 I'm just sweltering yeah. <laughs> yeah. in this heat. Oh, <laughs> so he just then at this point, he's putting, he, cause Jess isn't an idiot, you know? Right. He's putting two and two together. Yeah, he puts two and two together. Yeah. And so he finally decides that, well, he even says something to Means, and uh, it's a really good little like line, like, have you ever killed anybody? And mm-hmm. he says, what is it? He's he's set up the show, but he's never dropped the curtain, I think, is his, right. his lines that he says, because that's a hanging offense. And so, ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he set it up, but he's never actually done it. And he tells him, I'm going to show you how easy it is to kill a man. And yeah. Jess, Jess offs himself in the most like yeah. really graphic way. Oh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and so and we obviously we get to see it happen. And I feel like, to be honest, that Jimmy James sees it happen. He's just like, oh. Yeah. He's like, well, I saved a well, bullet. Than I, thought. <laughs> I didn't have to spend money on this here bullet and clean it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so Jess offs himself. And, and now what the outcome is of this, I don't know. Because um, we, we don't we don't get to see. He doesn't yeah, go and tell anybody. Yeah, not 100% sure. Yeah. You know, like, are they going to both be like, oh, man, you made it look like a suicide. This is amazing. Or are they going right. to be like, no, he killed himself. We're not giving you money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. I think that's all I even have on Nucky and Means. I actually forgot something. I'm going to skip back a little bit. Okay. Because um, I completely forgot to write this down. Um, when... The beginning of the episode, or uh, uh, Nucky and um, when he's talking with Agent Michael Shannon's character, uh, uh, his old boss, not his character, his old bo- or, uh, partner, and they're setting up some stuff. Right. Um, I forgot to mention because I, I know I know for a fact, spoiler alert, that this is going to come back here in a little while. 
Um, we get a we get to see one of our favorite characters we haven't seen in a while, Chalky. Yes, yeah, that's right. And so Chalky's uh, coming to him because he's wanting to open a blacks only club. I think is well, I think he uses he he wants to open a, a blacks entertainment club for white whites. whites yes. And <laughs> Nucky is where Babettes used to be, where Babettes exploded. So. Right, and. He's wanting to open it because it's it's basically going to be like the Cotton Club, which I had to read up what the Cotton Club was. I've heard about it, but I didn't know anything about it. So the Cotton Club was a really famous club in New York City that had like um, Ella Fitzgerald and um, like like really famous performers um, right. from that time period that would perform to white only audiences. Okay, and so uh, it was like Aretha Franklin, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Billie Holiday, people like them. They would uh, of, of that genre back then that was you know like blues and stuff, blues, jazz, right? Um, they would perform to white only audiences, which is really weird that it was that way. You know, like yeah. it's a horrible time period in America. Uh, <clears throat> so that's I mean, they did introduce weed during that period, so that is true. You could probably definitely you could definitely score an ounce while you're there, but I'm sure you had to blow and tea <laughs> in the jazz club. <laughs> in the jazz club. I'm pretty sure you had to like refer to some old timey name though, like while you're there. Hey man, you got an ounce of oregano, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's just something horrible. Uh wacky tobacco. Wacky tobacco. Uh so, but he's wanting to open a new club, and Nucky's not wanting to hear it right now that the racial tensions are too high, uh, that he just he doesn't think it's going to work. And and Chalky is on adamant, like, no, you know, this is what's going to be happening. And so, right. I'm I, I I didn't know if you if you had any insight or what you think is going to happen happen out of that. Um. I think that once Nucky's out of the situation, with, which, I don't know, I thought that last season, too, because Nucky just keeps finding himself into these fucking situations. He's always in a predicament. Else. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if he gets out of this current situation with the politicians, um, I think he'd probably be willing to give Chalky a chance with that. I feel like that's probably going to happen um, okay. in the future, if I had to guess. Okay. Um, and then that's all I have on Nucky's story. I don't really have yeah. anything else. Uh, so I mean, because that's the end of our first half. Because the second half, we're going to talk about Jip, and we're going to talk about Margaret and Daredevil. Uh, right. Did you have anything else on the Nucky Richard Asia Michael Shannon? Anything like that? No, <laughs> no, not really. Okay. Um, I don't. Unfortunately, we're not going to be learning anything from the break. We don't have any guests appearances or anything like that i know i tried to get jip on for a second go around but he's just he's not (laughs) taking it's not questions and concerns at this time so i don't know what to say i I guess agent michael shannon never responded he still has mm -mm. son of a bitch i know he's a he's got a lot of stuff going on right now so i know i know he does (laughs) all right well we're gonna take a quick little break and um actually we when we take our break we are going to be listening to the rhythm and stylings of bushwick bill R.I.P. Because <laughs> oh nice yeah, yeah no we got to give a shout out to him ghetto boys, ghetto boys. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. to the man he unfortunately passed away too young so we'll be right back. Damn it feels good to be a gangster feeding the poor and helping out with their bills. 
Although I was born in Jamaica, now I'm in the US making deals. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. I mean, one that you don't really know. Riding around town in a drop top Benz, hitting switches in my black 6-4. Now, gangster ass niggas come in all shapes and colors. Some got killed in the past. But this gangster here was a smart one. Started living for the Lord and I last. Now, all I gotta say to you, wanna be, gonna be pussy and cocksucking pranksters. When the shit jumps off, what the fuck you gonna do? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. And we are back. Um, yeah, and. <laughs> So hopefully we learned a bit. Uh, uh, we uh, did a little bit of listening to Bushwick Bill and Ghetto Boys. R.I.P. Um, now, did you Pull see that uh, Scarface is running for city councilman? Oh, good grief! Swear to God, <laughs> he's running for uh, uh, the bloody nickel man, Fifth Ward. For real? Oh my God, dude! Scarface, he's, he's running. I okay. feel like he could totally win. <laughs> I think he will. Okay, so y'all are getting a little bit of insight into Houston politics at this point. And if you don't know who Ghetto Boys are, Ghetto Boys were an amazing rap group that came out in the 90s. If you've ever seen Office Space, every song in Office Space is Ghetto Boys. Um, They are gangster. Exactly. (laughs) Everybody, everybody knows of their their music. Like, if you don't think you don't know it, you know it. They were an amazing group. Um, I believe their genre wasn't it called like horror rap or something like that. I have no um, idea. <laughs> it was something along that because it was it was like a, it, it was a different genre than what the rest of the world was got. I mean, but that's what Houston's known for. You know, we have oh, yeah. like you know Screw and stuff like that. It's it, it Houston has its own style. Yep. So Ghetto Boys, amazing group. Anyways, there's a um, really how do I word it. A, um, a there's a community in Let's Houston. Not lose Houston also. We, <laughs> we will not. Here. We will not. There's a community section called the Fifth Ward in Houston. It is a little rough. Um, <laughs> it may or may not have the nickname the Bloody Nickel. <laughs> so um, no, I mean to be honest, that was that was the area when I used to work for uh, my old job. Uh, you know, when I would <laughs> that's where yeah. I spent all of my time. That was where I spent everything was down in there. So um, I yeah, used to do, I I I had a couple installations. I had to go to Fifth Ward, and I was always quite terrified because. But it's not as bad as people make it. No, I had a van full of expensive equipment. Oh yeah, that's that right. I had to leave out in on the street. While I went inside, and, and you know, every person thinks like, "Oh, if I steal that satellite dish, I can get free TV." <laughs> Not even that, dude. Uh, they could easily sell that equipment for money. Nobody do this. <laughs> Disclaimer: <laughs> Do not rob any Directv installation people. That's fucked up. But seriously, <laughs> that it was a it was a real concern because a couple of guys had that happen to them. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Ghetto Boys are from this area. Scarface, uh, one of the singers, he is yeah. running for city councilman. Um, I'm That's excited. I, if I, <laughs> I can't vote for him. I, I don't live in Fifth Ward, but if I did, I would straight up vote for him. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I, 
I honestly might actually start watching the the city council meetings just to see like he's up there how that shit goes down. <laughs> he's just over there, just like oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna hold contempt, motherfucker. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> hey, just... nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I cannot wait for this shit. <laughs> uh, but Bushwick Bill. Um, a uh, Jamaican immigrant was um, came to uh, Houston when he was a small child and was phenomenal. And he recently passed away from cancer. Yep. So everybody in Houston, we all know who he is. Yep. That's a part of our heritage. And, you know, just like, you know, everybody has love for him. So just something I just wanted to bring up. Hopefully you all like listening to a little bit of it. Uh, it's Ghetto Boys isn't for everybody. If it's not for you, then I really don't fucking care. So <laughs> I'll lose that membership then over I lose Houston. Stop listening to our podcast. Yeah, because I will I'm keep kidding. Houston. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. No, but seriously, um, we, may, we may start a Patreon. And <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and go into the second half. Um, now, this one we're hopefully going to be a little bit short on. There's not a lot to talk about, but it's the two like thickest stories of the entire yes. um, episode. Uh, it's going to be Margaret and Daredevil storyline, which we're going to obviously end with that. Yes. And um, Jip's storyline, um, which is very small. But that little tiny bit that we get from him, we get to see how Man, much more fucked up Jip can get. Crazy, <laughs> and I have some. Oh, I have some notes on Jip. So uh, we'll go ahead and get into Jip's storyline. Um, and we've already talked about it somewhat. So they've lost some um, bottles. They've washed up on shore. Right. Um, they can't fit. He's you know irate. He doesn't understand how this could happen. Right. And I believe it's his second in command's cousin, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, because his second in command, I I don't remember his name, but I mean he's it's he's, it's 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 my it's my father's brother's sister's cousin. Yeah, he's, he's generic McGee. Um, <laughs> just yeah, a, a henchman number two for sure. Um, but yeah, his his. I thought it was his like direct cousin. I don't know. You might be. Right. I think it's. I, I think he says it. It's my mother's brother's son i think yeah, is what he says yeah. i i remember it's a loose connection but he's still like um anyway no no go ahead it's he's uh, it's he's fucking family man am i right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's family <laughs> so he makes a comment about how it's a rogue wave and yeah. you can tell jip is a little like like why would you say this don't like, ever try to correct jip right <laughs> and the thing is is the thing is, is I I'm willing to bet you, if he had worded it like this, like, "Hey, um, it's a rogue wave," and he had said, "Excuse me," like, "Oh man, I didn't, I didn't mean any disrespect. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm so sorry. I just heard about this thing. It, it maybe it's what it is. I'm an idiot." Right. If he, you're insulting yourself at that point, Jip would be like, "Hey, maybe it is a rogue wave, right?" Right. He would have probably said something at that right. point. But because he just says it, because he the guy actually probably knows, and that's probably what caused it. Yeah, because yeah, he he says that like his dad was a fisherman forever. He he was a fisherman with his dad for years, so you know he he probably does have some insight on what's going on and why why this boat might have lost twelve dozen or twelve crates, you know. <laughs> Whatever it was, yeah, it was. I think it was a dozen or it was twelve, yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. Crates of uh, booze. So from there, then 
they're having their second meeting with the the um agent that Nucky sends in. Yes, the the captain. And this is where it really gets set off. Say, like he, he kind of got off easy on the first time. I think I think Jip was giving him the benefit of the doubt the first time. Um, right. You know, he he didn't make a big deal out of it. But then this idiot goes and starts talking up again, running his fucking mouth. What? Why the fuck didn't his cousin tell, tell him, him like, hey, the hey, fuck bro, up. bro, <laughs> when when Mr. Monkey over here talks, yeah. you shut the fuck up. You don't speak in his presence. The if end. he says if he <laughs> says the color red is blue, you say what fucking shade of blue is it? Yeah. Like that's what you do. Like Yeah. So, so that's that's henchman number two's fault for not yes, telling his cousin. Is. Like just keep your goddamn mouth shut when he is in the room. <laughs> oh my god. I can I cannot agree more on that. Um so, so the the because the, the captain even says like Oh yeah, you know they come up out of nowhere. You know, like it, yeah. it happens. Yeah, the like, captain don't, agrees. Don't yeah. tell him about the Edmund Fitzgerald incident on Lake Michigan or something like that, because <laughs> Jip would fucking lose his mind. Yeah, so, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a shout out to a '70s song really quick, by so y'all understand. <laughs> um, but uh he's doesn't he, he just doesn't because the cat's just like yeah no it probably was that and then the guy is just like well i just said i think it's this is so then at this point jip is like oh so now you got to get validation y'all are ganging up on me yep because this is what goes on in jip's fucking crazy yep. that's mine and from there we basically get to see i'll go ahead and say it I think it's probably one of the most gruesome deaths of the series yes. at this point. Not the episode, the series. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of the deaths we've had so far. We've I had some graphic ones. The closest one was Eli beating the shit out of that alderman. And they, uh, a couple of the sites I was on where people were talking about it the, the day after this episode aired, everybody was comparing it to that episode. Yeah, that was the closest one. But this one, it, like... Because you see, oh, God, it's graphic. So <laughs> I you, I want you to go ahead and explain to uh, the audience what you saw. With, so, no. yeah. Well, okay, okay, hold on. Actually, oh, I am so sorry. Yeah, I'm, let's, I'm do the, let's do the lead up here to what's going on. First off, when he says to the, uh, the, 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 the boat, the boat guy, the, mm -hmm. the captain, like, and you know something's about to happen. Yes. Did you see that this guy, did you see this character dying? No. This ep this episode, at least no. this episode. Okay. I didn't see him dying at all. I thought Jip was... After the first meeting, like I said, after the first meeting, Jip warmed up to him. Obviously, he did because he was there in the next meeting. So, Jip right. at least warmed up to him. He was taking him seriously. Okay. But then, like I said, he went and opened his fucking mouth again at the second meeting. And... At that point, I didn't think he was going to die. <laughs> okay. But I thought that Jip at least, like, was already pissed off at him real bad. So maybe one more slip of the tongue and, and he's out. But, yeah, no, not the case. <laughs> not the case. So when you, what was your reaction when you first saw – not the actual thing – what we're about to talk about happening – what was your reaction though when you first saw this guy this this scene up until 
Oh, and so the audience understands what we're talking about. If you haven't seen the episode, I'm hoping everybody has. But yeah. he has him buried in sand up to his head, and his head is just – uh, I'm trying to think how to word it. Like if he was buried there, he – the tide was to come in, then his head would be in underwater is the best way right. I could describe it. When you see this image, what was your first response? Yeah, that, okay, well, this guy's fucked. <laughs> Completely <laughs> fucked. <laughs> You're, you, you, you messed up. You got on Jip's bad side. You are done. You're done. <laughs> okay, so now then walk, walk us through what you thought throughout this, because it's not a very long scene. It's not. It's not. And uh, when you first so, see him, like you said, he's, he's buried yeah. up, to his, up to his chin. In the sand, um, and uh, henchman number two, his cousin, starts trying to plead with Jip, like, "Look, man, this is my family. Can you just uh, cut him a break this time? Whatever." And uh, Jip, he he goes and gets a shovel. He walks up to him, and he even tells henchman number two, "Like, this is I'm doing you a favor here. All right, so." Uh, and the, the makers of the show obviously wanted you to assume that Jip had found some reason <laughs> and was right. uh, going to dig him out of the hole. Actually, no, no, no. When I was first watching it, I thought Jip was going to dig a hole, a second hole for henchman number two for having to disagree with him. That's what I thought was. Oh. Um, but then just out of nowhere, Jip goes ahead and takes that shovel and just starts Beating his cousin in the head. L- gruesome. Like, real rough shit. Um, yeah. I mean, basically decapitates the guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, like you see his head, like, flop around and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, Jip walks past uh, henchman number two and is like, I, and that was because I respect you. I did you a favor. It's like. He says, no, he says, you owe me. Oh, yeah, you owe me. <laughs> Like, like what? Because <laughs> that's the thing. In Jip's head, he just did the guy a favor because he, quote unquote, in my head, how I, how I'm, oh, I hate even saying in my head on this. Like in my <laughs> mind, what he's basically thinking is, oh, I took him out of his misery is a quick death. Yeah, right. You like, know, instead of f- letting him, and instead of letting him, who knows what they were going to do to him? Either let the tide come in or whatever. Like he basically let him, you know, go out a quick way, but like, no, that's not a quick dude. You beat the dude to death with a shovel. How is this an appropriate response to being told that there's such a thing as rogue waves? The fuck's a rogue wave? (laughs) (laughs) How is that appropriate? (laughs) In Jip's mind, it is no, but no, but really, that's honestly, I say it jokingly, but that's the honest truth. In Jip's mind. This is the appropriate response. It's insanity. It's oh, I, I, insanity. 100%. But this is who – I mean we, we've seen Jip kill a guy yep. for talking about three in one. Yep. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is who this dude Freaking is. Jip is crazy. Yeah. No, like there's no other thing like other way around it. The dude's nuts. Um. That's all that I have on him. Yeah, like, I don't have anything much. else other than that. Um, Jip uh, equals crazy. That's yeah. what this. That's what this episode has taught us. 
Uh, so the last storyline then is going to be Margaret and Daredevils, which still is not a very big storyline. No, yeah. But there's big ramifications, which we've Impactful. already... Exclusive. Exa- very. And we've already... <laughs> exclusives. Um, and we've uh, we've already basically spoiled it, and I'm sorry, but uh, let's, I, I do want to talk about it still. So Margaret and Daredevil, they've been having this little cat and mouse game of running off together to right. St. Louis. Um, now, were you surprised when you saw that him and Katie are still together? Yes. Okay. Yes. So... Um. In oh, fact, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no. Um, in fact, what they're seeing, I, I mean, you want to talk about the scene that they have? Because that's kind of the first bit of uh, Daredevil that we see in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to start okay. with. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So him and Katie are obviously still kind of together because yeah. they're living together or something. And he's having to go to Nucky's house uh, for, before, I mean, for his, his job. And... She's making remarks that I think she suspects that him and um, Margaret Margaret are together. But then he basically is hinting like, no, I'm going to be marrying you. Yes. Now, you already don't like Daredevil. Another tick mark in the scumbag piece of (laughs) shit column right there. (laughs) Okay, I was going to ask, so... Please tell us your your thoughts on yeah, his character no. at this point. He okay. I gotta I gotta thank the makers of the show for going ahead and quickly making him an asshole again in my eyes right before <laughs> they kill him off. Because I was I was starting to be like, all right, maybe he's not that bad a person. But then he's just he's just spouting off all these lies and bullshit this entire episode. And it's like, all right, cool, fine, fuck him. <laughs> all right, good, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's with Katie, and um, they're uh, – I, I don't know how. So like, yeah, she thinks that he's going to be proposing. Right. He doesn't well, propose. Well, he gives her he, the impression that he's going yes. to marry her. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, why? Why? <laughs> why are you doing that? So – I don't know. The dude's a player, I guess, and and it's not in a good way. Like that's the only thing I can guess. And so from there, he uh, they were uh, seeing them. They're at uh, Nucky's house, and this is where it's kind of like because um, we won't be able to like show how it happens on the podcast as it happens in the show. But him and Margaret, they have a um, they they have a conversation about yes. kind of what's happening, running off to St. Louis. Uh, at the very end of the episode, it goes back to this scene. I like the way that they filmed it in the show. We yes. we, we can't convey that in the podcast, no, so I just want to talk about I, it. I will say that um, the uh, the important part of that conversation that they saved for the last part of the episode, um, you can tell that they did film it all in kind of like one take. Right. Um, but they somehow cut it where you assume they had ended the conversation. Right. So when you first see this conversation, they, they, they cut it and it's over and you think that's the end of it. But then when they go back, they, 
they replay some of the conversation and then they just keep talking and it's like whoa what the they didn't show this right in in, uh, in the and it catches part, you so. it, it catches you really off guard it really does and it, they it, you're right it was very well done they they really filmed it and you know uh, choreographed this uh to to really give you that punch of a surprise and that surprise being that margaret is uh pregnant yes and we can only assume it's it's Daredevil's it child because yeah. her and I think she even says something about her and Ducky haven't been together. I can't remember how long or right. something like that. Well, and um, uh, Beth, actually, while we were watching the episode. Um, so Margaret uh, actually has a meeting with the doctor uh, yes. a little bit earlier uh, for the diaphragms that she asked for in the last episode. Um, she asked for two diaphragms, one for Miss, you know, having too many kids and one for her. Um, and Beth picked up in that scene when the doctor gives her the two diaphragms, she picked up that like, oh no, she's pregnant. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, really? Yeah. She was like, I could tell in her face. I was like, really? She was acting that good. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, that's f- I didn't pick that up at all, but <laughs> I didn't, I didn't either. I did not either. Uh, one of the, the sites I was on, I think it was on, um, uh, AMV club. They well, somebody mentioned that that what she says when the doctor says you're kind of pale and she's like it's not something I haven't been through before. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh I shit! Completely let that slide. Wow. So when I watched it the second time in my head, I'm remembering that, and I watched it. I was like, god that damn it! Why could I remember that? It's it's a very when you think about it, it's very obvious. Yeah. But you have to really pay attention. Like yes, I said, I yeah. did not get it. I did not get it. It's something you have to really pay attention to, though. Right. And um, so she, yeah, and, and her and the doctor, they even talk about open. Well, the doctor's talking about opening a storefront. I don't know if this is supposed to be like a precursor, like they're talking about the like Planned Parenthood. Yeah, uh, maybe, um, or if it's I, I or if it's just its own business. I I don't know. I don't know. I I took it more as just a a hospital independent of religious because you know we still nowadays even have hospitals that are tied very closely with you know religion and different. Oh you know, yeah, saint saint everything hospital. Well, um, was it? I, I think we've talked about before. Catholic hospitals won't perform um, hysterectomies, yes. right? So, yeah. Um, you know, and and even now it's still a big thing. So I think uh, I think his idea was just creating a a a, a, non, a secular hospital. Basically, um, I don't know if um, it was just the standard to have religious religion based hospitals in the twenties, but um, I feel like that was his idea was like breaking away from that and making making a hospital that was based on science medical science and that's it okay interesting yeah no, no, no i i think i th- i think that's what it was i i i do i think that that was like that, that's what he's wanting to do i just i say i just, i don't know if it's supposed to be, be a hint of pre i i not pre pre parenthood uh planned parenthood or if, if it's i'm sure just the idea yeah, of going well. up because i mean we we now have secular hospitals you right. know we now have Hospitals. I mean, that's uh, me and my wife. The hospital we're going to, it's not religious based in any way, right? You know, for the birth of our child. Like, it's it, we don't. It's nothing against religious hospitals. I mean, some of the no. best hospitals in Houston's are religious, yeah. like like owned and stuff. It's just that's just what we happen to be choosing, you know. Right. So, um, 
I, I I didn't think about it that way. That's yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so uh, the then we do find out that. Well, okay. So Nucky has sent Daredevil, and we've already talked about Nucky has sent Daredevil off to assassinate uh, Maserati. Maserati. Yep. Um. Now, when Nucky is getting this box delivered to him at like four o'clock in the morning or whatever it is. What did you think was happening? Well, and we kind of because I remember mine. I remember my views, but I'm curious what your thoughts were as you were watching it. We kind of discussed it a little bit earlier that um, the way that they filmed this episode, it wasn't to to the plan that they originally had. Right. And I think it worked out very well. Um, I had no clue what this delivery could have been <laughs> like. Okay. No. So idea. you were 100% like, Oh I was shit. Completely caught off guard. I, I, I remember, I remember my exact reaction watching this. When I saw this happen, I was like, no fucking way. Like yeah. it blew my entire mind. What had happened. Yeah. I was completely caught off guard. Okay. So, um, so you didn't suspect this happening. You were just like, I have, I did not, I didn't. I I had no idea. I thought maybe the package was something for Margaret from the hospital. Maybe like I don't know what, but uh, that thinking about when I was actually watching it, that was the only thing that possibly crossed my mind. Okay, and so we do. We we see, and it's it, it's another. It's very graphic. It's um Owen. Uh, Daredevil, and he's been essentially. It's, it looks like he's been beaten to death. That's the yep. only thing I can describe because we don't we don't know how he died. We have no, no clue. And I think that that's part of what makes it so gut wrenching in a way. Yeah. Like 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 I said, his character's not perfect. We uh, we understand that, but at the same time, this has been a very big character for over a season at this point. Yeah. Um, we weren't expecting this character to leave anytime soon. No, no, not at no. All. Like we're getting into Game of Thrones territory yeah, right, right here. <laughs> <laughs> that this was like we just lost. We lost somebody's name. It's a, his name is on the the um, credits, the opening yeah. credits. His name is listed, and and this character is now no longer there. And it's a it's a, it's 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 a powerful moment. Yeah. I, I feel like it's uh, amplified by Margaret's reaction. I yes, I would not have given more shits <laughs> if Margaret didn't <laughs> react the way that she did. Because I mean, you guys know my my position, right, 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 right. Devil. So uh, if, if if he had gotten murdered off and and didn't have ties to somebody else in the uh, in the series, then fine, whatever. But the the reaction that came from Margaret definitely gave gravity to the situation. Plus, it gave Nucky an idea of what was going on. And that was going to be like that was my next question. Right yeah, is her crying? Did you think that that had any effect on Nucky? And what what effect did you think it have? Absolutely. And yeah. Do you think it's opening an eye to him? Like, wait, what's been happening yes. here? Yes, okay. her reaction was way too dramatic for him to not be like, "Why are you acting this way to Owen getting ki- killed?" Like, this is the help. Like, this is the help. Like, yeah. why would you? <laughs> okay, 
That was that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and you've already answered it. So yes, absolutely. I feel like that was a big part of why they had her react the way she did. I mean, obviously, and I thought about that. I was like, maybe Nucky will just imagine that you know a woman would react like this to seeing this kind of gruesome scene because it it wasn't just Owen either. It was um it was him and the uh, the uh, treasury agent was also stuffed in that box. Was he? Yeah. Wasn't he? I could have sworn I, I saw him. I don't Man, know. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Was he? I could have sworn I saw him in there. I guess we'll find out. Well, damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, well, anyway, uh, either way, yeah, he might have just been thinking, you know, maybe she reacted to this just because it's something totally gruesome out of out of the ordinary. But uh, just, just watching uh, Steve Buscemi act it out... I feel like he he got it. He got the point. He he right. understands now. No, yeah, I agree. And I mean, and, and then that's, that's basically where uh, I'm just making sure I'm looking at my notes. Yeah, th- I mean, that's basically where I'm at on this. Like, I don't have anything else to talk about on it because I mean, those are that's the big like the, that's the big point. Yeah, that's the big uh, big reveal. And I mean, and obviously there's going to be stuff to talk about this later on, like the next episode and the next episode. I don't feel that this is going to be, we'll, we're never going to hear of Daredevil's character ever again. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, it's not like this is it. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. One thing. And it was a short scene, but I feel like it was important. Um, before all of this went down, before Daredevil goes to try to assassinate Maserati, Fucking Lansky and Lucky go and talk to Maserati. Oh, because they're the one. I mean, let's be real. We don't know this for certain, but we're 99% sure they're the ones that have ratted them out. Yes, absolutely. Because, I mean, he even says, like, Lucky tells Maserati, like, I've got information about uh, he's going to come after you, uh, that uh, Nucky's going to come after you. What game was Maserati playing? Uh, lawn bowling. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, it was lawn. Oh, bowling. okay. I couldn't figure it out. It, it, it's basically like shuffleboard, except that the uh, you're using balls instead of pucks, and it doesn't go as far if you don't. It, it's it, it's very similar, like literally lawn bowling, shuffleboard, cornhole. Um, uh, I feel like Maserati. Like, there's so many games that are very similar. I feel like Maserati, <laughs> at this point, Maserati is the exact same person as Gran Torino. They're both just old They men. really are. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're both some real Italian dudes that just really want to retire, move to Italy, <laughs> drink wine all day, play lawn bowling. Who the fuck plays lawn bowling? And Except treat, for some um, retired ass Italian it? dudes. Uzu, Uzu, what, is, what is that Italian liqueur? What is that Uzu? Oh, no, no, no that's Greek. Oh, it's a, the, you know what I'm talking about? The clear and it tastes like black licorice. I think it's Ozo, Uzu or Oza. Something I've like, never it doesn't had matter. that. It doesn't matter. Italians drink wine, I think. Yeah, no, that's it. They, yeah, uh, no, I agree. Yeah, oh, and no, they do. No, no, that's not an insult to them. They'll admit, dude. If you, I know multiple Italians. All of them, like, no, yeah, yeah, we drink. It's the same as Irish. Like, no, yeah, yeah we drink. Yeah. We drink. You you can't insult us by saying yeah. you drink. we drink. <laughs> I feel like uh, any of the Latin countries 
there, nobody drinks more than the Irish than maybe the Latin countries. <laughs> yeah. We probably go hand in hand in all honesty. Yeah, right? <laughs> we at least Irish keep it till noon. And then we drink heavily <laughs> after that. The Italians drink all day, but they're consistent. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, I, I feel like that was an important uh, little detail. And at least I think so, just because this is the only uh, this is the only time we've seen them um, directly influencing Maserati in 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 the deal with uh with Nucky. So yeah. you know, they're they're literally selling him out just so that they can get a deal with Maserati to start dealing heroin. So right. fuck them too. <laughs> I was gonna say so then where do you do you this is obviously something you think is gonna be a continuing factor now. Because oh, yeah. there's yeah, been obviously. an in, there's yes. a huge impact. You this would be the exact same uh, to be fair, Nucky and um uh oh fuck uh Rossine are the same, right? They're they're right. here. Owen is lucky, right? right? Like let's agree, Daredevil and Lucky are the same person. Yes. This would be no different than Lucky ratting out to uh, sorry, Nucky ratting out to allow Lucky exactly. to be murdered. Yep. How would Rossine react there's to gonna that? There's going to be some shit between Rossine and Nucky now. Absolutely. And, and I mean there's already shit between uh, there's already shit. There's already shit. Now. There's already shit between Rothstein and Nucky. Um, honestly, the only person that he uh, that Nucky doesn't have like major beef with is fucking Torino. Okay. And Torino is trying to just get the fuck out of the game. Torino, this entire episode has been doing nothing but telling Al that like you take care of it, you do it, you do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and drink this wine. You go take yeah. care of this shit. Like, Torino is done. This dude's ready to retire to Italy. Yeah. And I, this is this is the seedlings of, of Al Capone coming to power right now. That's yeah. what we're seeing. Well, that's what I was going to say. So so then th- that's my next, like, thing is, I mean, my, my final thing. Because, I mean, we're done with the storylines. Right. Is w- what now do you see happening in the next two episodes? I mean, obviously, Al Capone is coming into power now. Uh, okay, we, so we, we see Al Capone know that from his- going to happen. <laughs> so you think Al Capone from history is about to start? Yes, yeah, taking he, over. He's about to start taking over. Um, I think that Agent Michael Shannon is going to be playing both sides for a little bit because what choice does he have? Uh, his loyalty is to his family, so he's going to play both sides as much as he can. Right. Uh, um, I think Nucky. Oof, he's in a tight spot right now. I mean, Maserati knows that Nucky's trying to kill him. He instead right. butchered his right-hand man. I mean, what what do you do now? <laughs> like, none of the other bosses wanted to join you in this fight. You're okay. on your own, and your enemy knows you're coming for him. And he fucked you up already. Right. Like, you are in a tight spot. <laughs> So there's that. And number two, Nucky's only real like rock that he's been tying himself to is compromised now because the person that Maserati just fucked up is your rock's love interest. So, (laughs) right. 
Like, Nucky is in a very, very tight spot right now. I'm not sure what he can do other than maybe lean on his uh, Shooter McGavin connection. <laughs> and maybe that'll help him out. I don't know. He is he is uh he is friends with the um with the director with the babe pig farmer. So he, right. he might be able to uh, leverage that relationship to to help him out. I don't know. Okay. But um he he's got some uh he he's got to reestablish his power for sure. Absolutely. All right, so I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited because I, I kind of remember. There's only two episodes left. As I say, there's only like, two. So shit. we're getting into the, we're getting, this is the end game. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the end game now. <laughs> um, so that's all that I have. Did you have anything else? No. Nope. All right. So with that being said, that's all we have on this episode. Um, now next episode, it's uh, titled Two Imposters. Yep. Um, now we all know HBO and how they work. Two episode or the episode before the finale is usually a it's huge usually episode. Explosive. Explosive. So <laughs> explosive. next episode we are hoping is going to be living up to that. So can't wait for it. Um, we are in talks. I'm. I. I. I am. Like ninety nine percent sure it's gonna work. So I'm, do I'm the in talks. Entire next episode with a British accent. So yes, just be ready for that. <laughs> it's. Agent Michael Shannon, we have it a month. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited about how the next episode is going to go. We're going to see if it works. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. And then we've got the end. The end after that. I cannot wait. Season so finale. Season. Oh my god! I cannot wait. Season three, man. Like I said, dude. Two season three is good. And- That's it. Jesus. No, I, I, it's like a, a, an episode and a half. Or a season yeah. and a half. I mean, it's a season and a half after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Last season is, is shorter, but it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we're all, like I said, we're almost there. Like, we're over. We were over halfway. I think it's like episode three of this season. Of this. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're on the way. Oh, you know what I do predict? I predict Go ahead. that um, that alcohol, it'll become legal, I think. No way. <laughs> That's my prediction for this show. You read spoilers. I know you did. <laughs> Excuse me while I open this beer. <laughs> uh, we want to thank y'all so much for listening in. And um, yeah, write us on uh, Facebook. We're at Bootlegging Our Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire Podcast. On Instagram, if you want to send us anything on Instagram, um, you can send it to us at bootlegging underscore podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter at bootleg.podcast, or send us emails if you uh, want at uh, bootlegging.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, give us some notes. Yeah, let us know. I've had uh, We've had some more people writing in. It's been a lot of fun. Um, kind of discussing with stuff. We, Like I said, we're always looking to have some other people on. So yeah. Uh, it makes this so, it, it, trust me having guests on makes podcasting so much fun it's so awesome and, yeah. yeah it is you know because we want to know that we're reaching an audience like I said you don't have to agree with us you can write in and tell us like hey y'all are fucking idiots here's I why talk to this asshole every day so yeah exactly <laughs> so this douchebag is always talking to me and we tell each other that we're wrong so it doesn't matter <laughs> 
But write in. Give it, give us an insight into something. Tell us what y'all are looking forward to, forward to. And if you want to be on an episode, let us know. We will trust me. We will work something out to get y'all on. Whether it's me and you or a Chris and y'all on an episode, we will do whatever we can to get a, a guest a guest on. So uh, y'all go ahead write and in, in and let them know that uh, you'd rather talk to me. Just yeah, exactly. Just I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I, I know what you guys really want to talk to. I'm a, I'm a horrible interviewer, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, no, that means I'd have to do the work and like actually watch the episode and take notes. And edit. You want to edit? You want to do all the editing? <laughs> yeah. We're getting done at 10.43 p.m. I'll, I'll I will be that. up until 1 p.m. tonight editing. So. <laughs> nah, it's fine. I'm going to bed later. <laughs> Speaking of later, <laughs> thank you all so much for uh, listening in, and we'll be uh, talking and doing a little chin wetting next week. Later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? The wind and the wires made a tattletale sound And a wave broke over the railing And every man knew as the captain did too was the witch in November come stealing? The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait when the gales in November come slashing. When afternoon came, it was freezing rain in the face of a hurricane west wind. When supper time came, the old cook come on deck, saying, fellas, it's too rough.